Good morning. It's good to see that there's more of us here this week than there were last week. Um, Shall we pray as we begin? Lord, we just want to come before you. We want to draw near to you. We want to sit at your feet. We want to say, Holy Spirit, come and teach us and come and speak to us. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, we are uh, doing a series uh, entitled Summer Reading, and my topic is how to read the Bible. And in particular, I was asked to share about my journey with the Bible and what has helped me. So, summer reading, what have you been reading? Sorry, a few? Fiction, non-fiction, the Bible, leadership books, scientific books. Yeah, I'm just reading fiction. Um, But I have been reading the book of Ezekiel, which is very interesting. And Sandy Sandy Hart told us that it was by reading the book of Ezekiel that she came to faith. Um, I just want to point out a passage in the book of Ezekiel, which I really love. I think it's very weird. So God told Ezekiel to to draw a picture of the city of Jerusalem and then build a wall around it. And then he said, now lie on your left side and place the sins of Israel on yourself. You are to bear their sins for the number of days you lie there on your side, lie on one side. For how long? I'm requiring you to bear Israel's sins for 390 days, one day for each year of their sin. Lie down on one side for 390 days. After that, turn over and lie on your right side for 40 days, one day for each year of Judah's sins. Meanwhile, what does he do lying down there? Meanwhile, keep staring at the siege of Jerusalem, the the map that he's drawn and the wall. Lie there with your arm bared and prophesy her destruction. I will tie you up with ropes so you won't be able to turn from side to side until the days of your siege have been completed. Now, go and get some wheat, barley, beans, lentils, millet, and amber wheat, yum, and mix them together in a storage jar. Use them to make bread for yourself during the 390 days you'll be lying on your side. Ration this out, eight ounces of food for each day, and eat it at set times. Then measure out a jar of water for each day and drink it at set times. So he's lying down with this pile of food next to him. Prepare and eat this food as you would barley cakes. While all, the peop- while all the people are watching, bake it over fire using dried human dung as fuel. So when I talk to my husband about this passage, Tim says it makes sense. Where else would he get fuel but, his- but from himself? And then eat the bread. Then the Lord God said, this is how Israel will be defiled, will eat defiled bread in the Gentile lands to which I will banish them. And then I said, oh, sovereign Lord, this is when he objects. Oh, sovereign Lord, must I be defiled by using human dung? For I have never been defiled before. Um, And then God said, all right, you you may bake your bread with cow dung instead of human dung. So imagine him lying there with his pile of food and a pile of cow dung. That's my summer reading. I, I really quite enjoy it. And it's, it's, it's been really good because people say to me, when you preach, you talk about poo a lot. 
That's why I go really well at kids' church. They love me. I love the Bible, but I have not always been a reader. In fact, I had not read, I did not read a single book as a child. It is a Western thing to read books to children to go to sleep, not an Asian thing. We don't do that. Okay, so I've never read a single book and never voluntarily read until I was 16. And the first book I voluntarily read was the Bible. It's been a long journey of ups and downs, trying and failing and learning. And now I love reading, not just the Bible, but other books as well. So I want to start off because I talked to quite a few people who say, I don't read. I'm not a reader. I can't read the Bible. I just can't. Well, I just want to say to you, never say never. Okay? Um, Start somewhere. Never say never. Um, And for the experts of the Bible among us, there's quite a few who know the Bible back to front, front to back, and who is saying, she shouldn't be preaching. I should be. Um, Go deeper. There is more. That's my challenge for you this year. Go deeper. There is always, always, always more. Um, Paul said to Timothy, uh, all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Why? God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Us reading our Bible is not just about us becoming holy. We have a job to do. Um, it's, again, Paul says to the church in uh, Ephesus, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. We have a purpose. God has a purpose and a mission for me, for you, and it looks different for all of us. And how is he going to equip us to do this work? With the Bible, with scripture, okay? So uh, my journey with the Bible, it started when I was 16 years old. I wasn't even a Christian yet, but I was very drawn to God and church and So I started going to church, and I remember I loved singing. I loved, for some reason, I didn't even understand it. I wanted to put my arms up. I just felt this amazing feeling. I didn't know then, but it was God's love. It was his presence. And I just was very, very hungry. I didn't understand much. I got a hold of a Bible, and I started reading the red letters. So in some Bibles, Jesus's Actual words would be in red letters. So I would read the red letters. And I understood maybe about a third of it and didn't understand the rest. But it didn't stop me to want to read it. And when I was 17, that was when I guess I understood the Holy Spirit opened my eyes. And I understood that I was a sinner and I was in need of Jesus. So I gave my life to Jesus and the Holy Spirit filled me. And the red letters came alive. And I understood them. And I was like, this is great. And then I started reading the New Testament. And then I read a little bit of the Old Testament. It was weird. And so I struggled. I was like, I'm going to read the Bible through and through. But, you know, two books in, I I stopped. I quit. It was hard with the Old Testament. When I was 23, I went on uh, a missionary training 
course. It's a six-month course with Youth with a Mission. And I was, and it was six months dedicated just to seek God. So I've said, if this is not the time, then when is? So I said, okay, I'm going to read through the Bible um, in six months. In order to read through the Bible in one year, you need to read four chapters a day. So six months is eight chapters a day. And thank God, by his strength and his spirit, I read through the whole Bible in six months. And that was the first time I ever read through the Bible. I want to point out that when we are reading through the Bible, there are different seasons. Sometimes we want to go fast. That's what I did when I was going through uh, the Bible for the first time. I wanted to go fast. I wanted to read through it. So I went fast. Sometimes we don't want to go fast. Sometimes we want to go deep. That maybe you feel like this year, I want to sit in the book of Philippians for the whole year. I'm going to study it word for word. I'm going to study the context. I'm going to memorize it. I'm going to go deep. Uh, when I was a new Christian was also the time when I started memorizing Bible verses. And I cannot recommend it highly enough. Um, Bible verses that I memorized from years ago and in my, in my, when I was a teenager in early 20s, you know, the brain cells are really amazing. And I, I, I memorized so much and they became part of me. They became part of my being. And um, I still memorize scriptures now, but I can't seem to do it as well as I used to. But, you know, when I'm walking, when I'm doing things, when I'm praying, when I'm struggling, when I'm rejoicing, when I'm praying, these Bible verses will come up. And they instruct me on how to think, how to behave, how to uh, live. I want to show you, this is my Bible that I've been using over the last 10 years. I bought it because it was pretty. It was, it was brown and pink, my two favorite colors. Then I soon realized that it started falling apart because beauty is fleeting. Okay, but the inside of the Bible was great. So you can see staplers and contact paper. And, but inside of the Bible, I'm going to show you this picture of, um, this is a standard page of my Bible um, where I have done markings. I have written thoughts. And what I like to do sometimes when I have nothing to do, I'm sitting around, I'll flip through my Bible and I'll look through all the markings and I feel so good. And I remember when God spoke to me about that or when God spoke to me about that. Next slide. I also have times when I'm reading the Bible and then God says, this is my promise. Next slide, please. This is my promise to you. Um, doesn't have one. Okay. So there are parts of the Bible where God has told me that this is a promise to you for this season. So when we were uh, coming back from Malaysia to here and it looked impossible with my girl's papers. They were stateless children that we adopted, and it looked impossible at every stage. God, I was reading through Psalm 126, and God said, this is my promise for you. So I would write there. So I wrote that, um, returning to Taz 2019, and I would pray it. And, and now when I look back, when I flip back, oh, that time, when God promised and God came through. And I have uh, quite a lot of prayers in there. Some of your names are also in my Bible where I'll be like, pray for so-and-so here, pray for so-and-so here. It's very, very precious to me. And um, so that is my Bible that I wanted to show you. 
The greatest obstacle for me in reading the Bible are the hard bits. There are bits that are simply weird. There are bits that are violent and I don't like it. There are bits that are just boring, plain boring. And I just want to say, how do we overcome that? Well, we actually have someone in this series speaking about those hard bits, so I don't need to mention too much, but I just have a little tip. Don't get hung up on them. Don't let it stop you, okay? Because now when you watch a movie and you get to a hard part, do you turn it off? No, you keep watching, don't you? So if you're reading through it, the Bible fast, just read through it. Just read. Don't skip it though. Still read through it, but don't let it stop you. Just move past it. But if you're going deep, stop and study it. But don't study it on your own. You can do some on your own, but study it in community, in your small group. So last year in our Connect group, we went through with a young, with a young adults Connect group, the chronological study of the life of Jesus. And we stopped and we asked difficult questions. And um, I also mentor a, a young adult who I, whom I meet once a month. And she would think about all the hard bits. And through the month, she would post in our chat the Bible verses she wanted me to explain to her. And, she would, and then when we get together, we will look through those Bible verses. So don't, don't study on your own only. Study in community. Now, when we're reading the Bible, what do we look for? Many people read the Bible for different reasons. Not all are corrected by God's word and equipped for the good work that he has prepared for us to do. So it's very important that we look for the right things when we're reading the Bible. The first thing to look for is God's character. In all the passages that we read, look for God's character. What's he like? Now, I just want to say that you cannot summarize God's character with one or two verses that you hear here, that you read there, and it's not fair. So if you come into my house at any certain day, any certain week, you will probably hear children screaming as if they're being tortured. And it could just be that they are being asked to put on their pajamas. Sometimes you would find, uh, if you just come into my house for five minutes, you might find a child standing in the corner. Yesterday, that child stood in the corner for many five minutes. And um, sometimes you might find a child denied their dessert. Sometimes you will find my children, especially the teenagers, talking in a way that is not very nice to me, and yet I hold my tongue and I don't correct him. Now, if you come into my house at just any of those given times, you could walk out and say, Winnie is a tyrant. She is a tyrant. Or you can walk out and say, she's a hopeless mother. That child is going to grow up and go to jail because she doesn't discipline them. Okay? But that's not right, is it? If you come to my house and you stay in my house for two weeks, you will see a very different picture, won't you? You will see the context to the child being denied dessert. You will see, hear the conversations of me and my husband about when we choose not to intervene. 
you will see our hearts as parents. So we're not very bad parents. We're okay, but we're not very bad. Now, it's the same when we want to learn who God is. We can't take two verses there, five verses there, one video there, and ah, God's like this. It's not right, and it is not fair. What we need to do is we need to dedicate time, and we need to read enough of the Bible in order to see a fair picture of God, a true picture of God. That is why context is so important. That is why reading the whole Bible is so important. My encouragement to all of you this morning is I want to encourage you to aim to read through the whole Bible at least once. And then you can go as deep as you want. But it is very important to read through the Bible um, at least once. Why is that important? In order to have a relationship with God, we need to know him. So if you start dating someone, you know, something drew you to that person and you're like, yep, that's enough for me to say I want to be with this person. But then you spend time with them, don't you? You get to know more and more of them. So when we hear the gospel of Jesus and what he's done for us, that's enough to win us over. But it doesn't stop there. We build our relationship with him. We get to know him more and more and more. And I can tell you that the more I see, the more I love him. Even in that weird passage, I read it and I love him more. Because I love his humor and he's great. And when we read those passages, it helps us trust him. Wow. We see a pattern of his behavior. We see how he is. And it helps us love him, and it helps us obey him. So I want to challenge you to read through the Bible at least once and look for his character. Make that your goal. Not to Lots of people read the Bible and they just rip it apart, you know. It doesn't change their lives, but it will change our lives when we look for God in it and what God is like. Secondly, what to look for? Application. What should I do about this? Um, James said in uh, the scriptures, don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. Allow God's word to shape us in the way we think, talk, and behave. I used to have a very, very negative way of thinking, very toxic way of thinking. Anytime someone hurts me, I will start thinking about it over, I will ruminate it, and it will get deeper and worse, and it always ends in death, and it always ends in suicide. But I'm not like that anymore, because God has challenged the way I think. Nowadays, I would lie in bed, and thoughts would start going around, and then he would intervene and he would interrupt the thought pattern with the Bible verse. And I go, wow, it's beautiful. He did that to me two nights ago and it's wonderful. So allow God's word to change the way we talk, we behave, the way we think. I want to recommend some tools to use, some resources. For those of you who want to go through the Bible fast, I want to recommend the Bible in one year by Nikki Gumbel, with Nikki Gumbel. So Nikki Gumbel is the pioneer of Alpha, and um, what this does is uh, in 365 days, you go through the Bible in one year. There is a, you can get it on version, or you can get it as an app on its own, the Bible in one year app. 
There are three streams. You have the classic one, the express one, and the youth one. I don't recommend the express and the youth one because you don't read through word by word in the Bible. But the classic one, you read through every single word in the Bible in the year. What it does is there is an Old Testament passage, a New Testament passage, and a passage of Psalm and Proverbs. And very beautifully and very cleverly, the commentary brings one theme across in, in that day. And it is beautiful. It is quite amazing. Now, don't get hung up in, on the words the Bible in one year. My husband, when this app first came out a few years ago, he did it and he completed it in one year. And the following year, he did it again and he completed it in one year. Such a show off, right? He is, he, because he is amazing. He is Tim. I'm not Tim. So the app came up. Yep, I'm going to do it. By day nine, I gave up. And <laughs> because it takes about 20 minutes a day to go through it. And, you know, it's a very short attention span. I got bored. I got distracted. I missed a day here. And it's like, I'm useless. Let's, let's forget about this. It took me four attempts. The last attempt, I said, okay, I'm going to go through it no matter how long it takes me. It might take me three years, five years, not one year, but I'll go through it. I just won't give up. If I fail, I'll just pick it up again the next day. So I did. I finished it in two and a half years. Woo! Bible in two and a half years. So I just want to say that this is a great place to start. Um, for the younger audience, um, they might enjoy the Bible project more. So there is um, here on in you version, if you search for, there is a, a lot, so you need to search specifically for this one. Um, the Bible, Bible Project line, the Bible. Um, what this does is, again, in 365 days, you will have read through the whole Bible, and before each segment, they would have a five-minute maximum video to give you an overview of that passage. That way, even when it's hard, there is context. You understand it a little bit more. Okay, so those are two great tools for you to go fast. For those of you who want to go deep, we know our study Bible. This is my, you look here, what's that mammoth thing? This is my study Bible. It's so big. My son's, when, we, when I bought it, he said, where are you going to put it, mom? It's not that big. Um, what, I love this study Bible. Lots of people use different study Bibles, but I love this one. It is a life application study Bible. It pretty much explains almost every single verse, um, the, giving it context and background and how to apply it in our daily lives. So I find this really, really helpful to go deep. So last year, I spent about with one of the young adults, we kind of, he bought, he had the same one and I had the same one. And then we were like, let's go through the book of Acts together around the time I was preaching on Paul and his co-workers. And we spent like two months just reading the book of Acts just slowly and and then we were like, oh, where are you up to? And he was always faster than me. Anyway, so that is um, that. And then there is also the Bible Project app. For the, there is now a Bible Project app, an app, an actual app for those of you who want to go deep as well. Now, another very popular, things to do, po popular thing to do are the reading plans on version. Now, these reading plans are great. They're really helpful. Um, I just want to say something about them. Um, do not substitute scripture with devotionals. What a lot of the reading plans do is that there would be one or two verses and then a big paragraph 
um, of the writer of what they think about those two verses. It's great. It's great. But we need to learn to think about scriptures ourselves. So I would say that we need to treat scripture like the main meal and devotionals as supplement, as our vitamins. So make sure you always read more scripture than you do devotionals. Um, use devotionals as a supplement, not your full entire Bible reading. And when you're doing that, this is what I like. I always read the scriptures first, not the, de not the devotionals first. Even with the Bible in one year, because of the way they arrange it, they have the commentary first and then the passages. But I like to read the passages first to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me without it being skewed by what someone else says and then read the devotionals or the commentaries. Quick six tips by Winnie on reading your Bible. One, be intentional. This doesn't just happen. We have a picture. I hope we have the, that. Doesn't just happen. I don't know it like in my own life, but I'm pretty sure that doesn't just happen. Spiritual muscles is the same doesn't just happen. Bible knowledge and our relationship with God doesn't just happen. Be intentional. Second, set realistic goals. If you have a full-time job and you're studying full-time in uni, please don't set a goal of reading 10 chapters a day, okay? Unless you are Tim, then you can. He's amazing. Tim's my husband. Um, third, be accountable to someone. Don't just do it on your own. Do it in community. Do it like what I did with the young adults. Let's read through the book of Acts together. Where are you at, you know, and pray for each other. Thirdly, right, you know, when you think about application, or we don't want to just read and forget about it through the day. We want to think about it. And I would write down a verse or two, pick out a verse or two from my reading. I'll put it on my phone, actually, and then I'll go back to it. Or you might want to have it on a post-it note. Uh, one of our young adults, Hanuk, says he prints it out and he sticks it in front of his computer at, at home and um, somewhere visible so that God's word becomes a part of your life. Um, don't give up. Uh, learn from me. Don't give up. You, you might fail, you know. If you're like me, you'll fail. If you're like Tim, you won't. Um, if you fail, just get up again. Just get on it again the next day or the next week, the next month. Hopefully you won't wait that long. And lastly, rely on the Holy Spirit. This is war. Do you know that there is an enemy out there called the devil who is trying his utmost best to stop you from reading the Bible? Every tactic he can think of. This is war. We can't just rely on our own determination or our own strength to do it. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit. So pray daily if you can. Come Holy Spirit, fill me anew, empower me. Help me read the word. Speak to me, teach me. Do it as often as you can. All scripture is inspired by God and it's useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong, teaches us to do what is right, God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. For the non-readers among us, never say never. And for the experts among us, go deeper. Okay, go deeper. There is more. Shall we pray? Just going to ask God to speak to each one of us.
Holy Spirit, we just invite you to just come now and fill us anew. Lord, what do you want us to read this year when it comes to your word? Do you want us to read fast? Do you want us to go deep? How do you want us to read it? I pray, Lord, for everyone who has a plan for this year in their reading, that you will empower them, you will bless them, because this is war. We can't just go in in our flesh and blood. Not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, Lord, will we be able to do this. And Lord, I pray for the ones who want to read through the Bible. I pray that you show them um, the tool to use. And I pray that you will help us each. It's not about the Bible. The Bible points to Jesus. It's all about Jesus that we want to know you, we want to love you, we want to trust you, we want to obey you. So I ask, Lord, that you bless our summer reading and our autumn reading and our winter reading this year, Lord God, and our spring reading. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.